One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everyone and welcome to the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm joined by my co-host Helen. Hello everybody. And welcome back uh, to the podcast if you're a regular listener and if it's your first time thank you for joining us. Uh, We hope you find the podcast useful. A little introduction to what it's about and why we do it. We're really passionate about the changing nature of careers and work and our way of talking about that is the Squiggly Career and we think that Squiggly Careers are full of opportunity, creativity really exciting and we think that work now has so much more potential I think we're really fortunate versus perhaps some of our previous generations but we also know that squiggly careers come with a load of anxiety and stress and can feel quite overwhelming um I was actually laughing to Helen about how I've recovered from my day today by eating some childhood sweets (laughs) so you know there's one tactic to cope with a squiggly career when it gets a bit knotty it's not a standard tip to eat a sherbet dib dab that is the retro sweet that is is what I was eating so uh, (laughs) some of you will recognize that from your childhood perhaps if you I don't know if they're internationally available but certainly in the UK they were like one of the local affordable sweets coming on the amazing if website at some point in the long long term (laughs) yeah we don't need any more product ideas right now Uh, and so I guess what we're trying to do every week is cover topics we really hope will help you to stay on the successful and kind of happy side of squiggly careers and develop maybe some coping mechanisms and the ability to thrive even when things are perhaps not going quite to plan so we've covered things like uh, introversion and extroversion um, managing stress at work which is I have to say a popular topic yeah. always gets lots of listeners and last week we actually talked about neuroscience with one of our expert guest speakers Amy Brand so if you've not had time to check that one out yet that's really worth listening to as with all of our guest speakers just really interesting to speak to somebody who perhaps a bit different to us where we're kind of a practitioner just like most people are listening but occasionally it's good to get people you know who actually know their stuff you know really knowledgeable people whereas we are often you know trying to summarize the research maybe talking about our own practical experiences. And I really smiled. So I interviewed Amy for that podcast last week and I just found it a very enjoyable process and um, actually laughed a bit, which I don't know why I was expecting to laugh in a podcast about neuroscience. (laughs) But yeah, it has all of that in about 30 minutes for your listening. But today then we are going to be talking about success. And success is always a bit of a tricky topic because, you know, we all have our own individual definitions of success. And I think part of the challenges in terms of your career is where 
we all aim for this external perceived, you know, success is about senior or success is about salary or success is about status. But really, when you look into what the definition of success is, at its very, very simplest, it is just about the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. And what we want to talk about in today's podcast is if that's the definition, the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, how can you be more successful in your work? What tips have we got so that you can help to understand what success looks like for you and not what it looks like for other people and actually then start to align some of the things that you do and how you might think about yourself and how you might talk about yourself, all that can start to build towards your definition of success. And um, when we were doing sort of digging around this topic, as we like to do, and all of our digging results in lots of links and resources, which we share on posts over at amazingif.com. But when we were digging around it a little bit, I found a really interesting, really short, it's like three minute video from the School of Life, which is an organisation mm. Sarah and I both really love and admire. And they have a really short video around success. And they talk about one of the challenges about success is that success and status have become really intertwined and that success has become really value laden. So it's got like, you know, success is money and success is status and success is power. But actually, when we talk to our community about what success means to them, and we've got a couple of things that we'll we'll share with you. And when we think about what success is, and when we coach and mentor people, it's rarely about being the person with the highest status or being the person who earns the most or being the person who has the most power, success is much more nuanced. And I think it gets a little bit distorted by some of the things that maybe get publicised about success. What do you think, Sarah? I think perhaps my definition of almost success probably was those things when I started work. I think I thought to be successful, it meant, you know, earning more money, having more status. Uh, And then at some point, I think it just clicks that you're... You can always earn more money and you could always have more status. And almost if that's how you're defining your own success, at no point will you ever get that kind of gratification of almost like recognising your success because there'll always be like the next thing and the next thing. And it goes back to the um, work that Sean Acker has done, who's a positive psychologist, about our attitude to happiness and how that links to success. And he talks about that actually, um, you know, the people who or the most successful people are the people who are the happiest and not the other way around. And so I think probably early in my career, I had this kind of attitude of, oh, you know, I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. And it was like, I'll get to this Hmm. level in a company or I earn this much money. And I definitely had, and it's almost embarrassing to admit it, but I think it is important to admit it. I definitely had like amounts of money that I thought, oh, at that point, I'll be Mm. like really successful and then I'll be really happy. And I sort of thought about it in that order. And then you just start to realise, you're like, oh, you sort of get this little blip of thinking, oh, yeah, that's good. But then actually you go back to kind of the mean quite quickly. And actually what success is, is way more than that and uh, much kind of bigger and broader, I think. So I think I had a almost like shift probably part way through my career of actually starting to realise that success was more than those things. But not to say and not to kind of underestimate the value of a certain amount of those things and kind of enough of those things is definitely really important because that means that, you know, you can allows you, I think, to have a broader definition and to think more broadly. One of the things that I struggle with a little bit, actually, is um, if you think that maybe one of the things you might think about success is that you have to 
earn a certain amount of money or success is earning a certain amount of money or it's being a certain level and then maybe you get to that level and realize it's not all that and success might be something else is how do you realize that success is not that before you achieve it do you know what I mean like so that it doesn't become like a luxury of reflection oh I'm here I've reached this dizzy state I want to get to and I realize that's not the epiphany that I wanted in my life I feel like actually we need to help people to realize before they get to that point I think people are now more certainly more sophisticated than I was in the early years of my career. When I speak to people who I'm interviewing who are maybe in their early careers in the first, you know, four or five years of their career, I think because people's ability to self-reflect and people's awareness and maybe some of the tools and techniques are more readily available than perhaps when we were starting at work, I think people are more able to understand that actually success is more than those things. And I think they want more than those things for themselves they recognize the value of you know having time to do some of the other things in their lives Mm. that are important to them and to kind of build relationships I am actually quite hopeful actually and quite positive (laughs) for the future because I I think that mentality and mindset is starting to emerge and perhaps you're starting to get role models maybe people like us and people in other positions in organizations who are starting to maybe talk about success in in wider terms and then I can actually see people early in their career just being more confident and understanding that it is more. They're kind of just more confident sooner. And so perhaps the more we talk about these things and I think the more everyone shares that success, there's not one blueprint for success. And certainly in a squiggly career, there's not one blueprint for success. The more everyone will just start to go, OK, I need to kind of figure this out for myself. And maybe to build on that point about the squiggly career thing. So when we talk about squiggly careers, so that there's much more fluid, there's much more movement in the organisations that we're in and the people that we're working with in our own careers and different roles and professions. If you kind of take all that into account, why is it so important that we actually really start to think about what success means to us? Well, number one, we've lost some of the obvious metrics of success. So actually, if you are motivated by and you're not motivated, if you think success is progression and moving up a ladder a lot of our ladders are going. Organisations are becoming much flatter, less hierarchical, and that can be really demotivating if that's what you think success is. So we need to redefine success in, in that context. The second thing is because there's our networks are getting bigger and most of our opportunities and possibilities in our future are going to materialise through our network, we actually need to help other people to understand what our successes are. So you want to be confident in sharing them with other people, make sure that you're showing up consistently with um, what you're known for and what you've been successful in. So there's a part about being able to talk more broadly and uniquely about what you've been successful in. So some of that stuff sticks. And I think the third thing is, Sarah talked about how squiggly careers are a really positive thing and they are squiggly careers have got loads more opportunities like this full of possibility but when you're faced with more choice it's important to know what success looks like to you so that you can make choices and decisions that are more likely to make you happy or you can kind of be a bit swayed by the shiny objects you know that manager who looks great or that company or that job title and actually it might not align at all with what success really means to you so actually in a squiggly career it's more important than ever that we take a step back and start to define what is success to us yeah and I think I was um I spotted a campaign that LinkedIn ran I think it was last year now probably 2018 using kind of a hashtag which was this is success and they'd actually asked lots of different people to just share their definition of what success was and actually you could see that 
everyone's definition was slightly different and people came at it from just very different perspectives and people in really interesting jobs. Uh, I remember reading one lady who like ran a prison and what kind of her definition of success was versus, you know, somebody in kind of a big corporate organisation. And sometimes those things are more similar than you think. You think, oh, surely there's success there for those two people would be very different. So actually it was really interesting just reading those and spotting similarities, differences, when people had really reflected on it, you could actually get a sense of what was important to that person, probably the their values, what motivated and drove them by how they define success. And actually, when I was thinking about this for, for myself, and as I said, I think I've definitely changed my attitude to success over the years, but it's a real cliche and something actually we often try to avoid on the podcast, like doing all these cliches, but I can see why the term living your best life has become so popular. Hashtag Sarah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But I, I was I was really kind of mulling over like this, you know, what do I now think of as success? There's a Harvard Business Review article that we'll make sure we link to. It's actually a few years old now, but I think the title is something like The Corporate Athlete. Oh, yes. And they talked about the, um, which is not like a lovely phrase, but essentially what the article says is that to be sort of broadly successful um, within an organisation, you need to think about your mental, physical, emotional and spiritual well-being. And you've got to kind of almost look after all of those simultaneously. And I think that sums up success for me is making sure that I feel mentally stimulated, physically fit, emotionally positive and have a sort of sense of purpose and feel like what I'm doing matters in some way. And I was thinking those things coming together is one of the reasons I love Amazing If so much and probably why Amazing If has survived for so long because, you know, we've Amazing If has been a side project for lots of years. It's much more of a kind of startup now. But I think because for me it ticked certainly the mental, emotional and my interpretation of spiritual well-being in so many different ways, it kind of helped me succeed and kind of thrive in in ways that I probably hadn't expected. And I do, I've always said and a few times where work becomes a bit overwhelming, you perhaps get into that, you're working too much. And when I don't look after my physical well-being, I do find that then all of those other things suffer too. So I, I get worried actually though with that definition that you're sort of doing a... Um, you know, having your cake and eating it too. And I don't want to feel or to certainly kind of espouse this kind of unrealistic view of like, you're doing all of those things simultaneously and you're just so brilliant, hashtag living your best life. <laughs> um, because, you know, the reality is it's, you know, half nine on a Monday night and we're recording a podcast, you know, like <laughs> that, that, is our, that is the reality of side projects and fitting in various different things. And so I don't think you necessarily have to, for me, success doesn't mean hitting all of those things simultaneously every day or perhaps even every week but it does mean in the round feeling like all of those things are looked after for myself and I think probably only I can be the judge of that and I've got much better at understanding and knowing when one of those feels out of kilter and I talk about this idea of being like constantly calibrating I feel like I'm always calibrating those four things to make sure that they are all working for me meaning I can do brilliant work you know living a kind of happy and for me successful life only you can come up with the very specifics of what that means and who that means you're spending time with and those kind of things but that's the closest I've got at the moment which is not a very pithy definition but <laughs> it's my it's my best version at the moment but what's nice actually as somebody who works alongside Sarah and has known you for maybe 
17, 18 years, 18 years, 18 yeah. years or so. What are we going to do for our 20th anniversary? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Slight segue. Um, something good, though. <laughs> something good. Um, it's really useful to know that. So it's really useful for me to know that those are the four things that help Sarah to feel that she is being successful because I can then talk to her about, well, how? what can I do to help you to feel that way? What can I do to help you to be or feel successful? Maybe I could have conversations with her about those four different areas, about what, what could we do in the next year? So it just helps to make it a bit more practical rather than assuming that everyone's got the same definition about, I don't know, wanting to get to a certain number of podcast subscribers because that actually might not be that meaningful to Sarah. It's more about getting those four things, like I said, I don't know whether it's in balance or not, but being able to recognise those four different things are important at different stages. So maybe Where did you get to with your definition? I was thinking about this as well. And actually when you were talking earlier about um, some things being unachievable I think I feel like oh maybe mine isn't achievable my my statement of success I don't think it is achievable so what success means to me it is about being my best so it's that simple (laughs) so success means to me being my best and it almost on like a daily basis so I don't know I yet reflect on a daily basis have I been my best today but it's sort of in the way that I think it's really different from being the best and Sarah and I've had conversations before about actually when I've said like I want to be the I want to kind of be my best in that team and I want to be my manager's right hand person and she's gone well you know are you therefore competing with the other people in your team and I'm like no 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 it's not about them it's all about me I want to show up as my brightest most driven creative impactful version of me but I don't particularly care if someone's better than me. Like I'm not I'm not trying to best somebody else. And I definitely I don't want other people to be worse than me. That that really demotivates me. Like I want everybody to be their best. But that idea of what environments do I need to be in where I can be my best? Who do I need to work with? Like I have made some really tricky career decisions based on the insight of what does it take me to be my best like I'll be really honest you know I left my I had a brilliant job at Microsoft it's a brilliant organization but I didn't think I was my best there and I thought I could be my best doing amazing if full-time and having that insight about that's what success means to me allows me to make better decisions it allows me to reflect yeah I find it really motivating but to the point I think it's almost unachievable because I sort of have this idea that you never know what your best is and you have to keep sort of pushing yourself and seeing what your potential is. So I do wonder whether it's got maybe a dark side to it of me always trying to better myself a little bit. And most of it is internally validated. Like at the end of the day, I think was my best in that conversation. Like, so I had a coaching conversation today with someone, for example, and I think was my best coaching self in that conversation? Was my best on my podcast or should I have listened more or talked slower or whatever it is? Sometimes being my best is maybe externally validated. I don't know whether that's a good thing or not, but sometimes maybe it's about getting a certain job or an award or some milestone. But regardless, it my version of success is about being like the best version of myself. Yeah, and I think it's really worth having a go at thinking about this for yourself and then start to even like break it down because one of the things that I was starting to think about is actually success for me in Amazing If are those very small moments where we get feedback, where we get feedback on the podcast, where we get feedback on the workshops that we're doing, those very small moments where for one individual, you know that you've helped in some way. 
And so actually I could come, I think we've both done our definitions from quite a sort of, which probably sums both of us up, we've done quite like visiony, quite big <laughs> statements. But actually if I take it to like the minutiae, to the kind of opposite end of the scale, success day to day for Amazing If is that somebody goes and reviews your podcast and says, oh, this helped me with this specific conversation that I was having where I wasn't sure where to start or it's really helped me understand my strengths for the first time. Those small individual sort of moments. moments. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that obviously links to things like a sense of purpose and feeling like you're making a difference. You know, I can't save lives in a kind of way, like, you know, it's kind of my version of being a doctor or whatever it is that you're going to do. And so I think almost just... Don't worry about coming up with like a perfect definition because you'll have heard like Helen and I even like talking and exploring it and still figuring it out. But I think try and think of it in kind of two ways. Like if someone just says to you now, what do you think success is? Write down what you would start to think. What springs to mind first? Where do you start? And then perhaps try and do either end of that scale. What's like a bigger sort of positioning statement or a visioning statement? And then maybe, you know, try and get really specific with some examples. Okay, so... What does that look like? I suppose that starts to get into more, how do you know if you're succeeding? Mm. So perhaps what we did first was the, what's our definition of success? And then maybe the second bit is more, and then how will I know if I've succeeded? Because mm. actually in both of those things that we talked about initially, you wouldn't necessarily know. But what we then started to get into was like, okay, so Helen talked about some of the internal versus external. I started to talk about feedback. So I do think with success, there is some sort of like feedback loop, even Mm. if that's just to yourself. So that might also be worth thinking about. And our lovely wise community on Instagram also shared with um, us some of their definitions of success. So this might be fuel for you, a bit of inspiration. So we'll talk through a couple of them. Lily Robbo, who I actually know is called Leanne because I I know her. Her definition of success is when working with other people or businesses, it's a feeling of mutual accomplishment. I've worked with Leanne and she has lots of mutual accomplishments because she's brilliant. So that's a a lovely definition. Also, Helen Jackson, who is um, part of our Instagram community, said success to her is liking what you do and liking how you do it which I thought was really lovely oh nice really really nice yeah, that's um, way better than either of ours Helen we might steal that um, uh, and we've got quite a few on purpose actually this is Louise Robbie who says that success to her is about knowing your purpose and that covers all areas of your life and working daily in support of it um, oh, so nice. yeah some really uh, wise wise words of wisdom wise words of wisdom I think that means the same thing <laughs> some wise people sharing their advice and thoughts on success with us um, from Instagram and we're going to move on in a minute to some actions more kind of top tips as to how you can think about success more but just to pause first on some of the research that's been done What's interesting when you look at research on success is obviously lots of it is about like successful, in kind of inverted brackets, Mm. executives and looking at what qualities they have in common. And I'm always a bit sceptical about looking for common traits because I've also read enough research now that goes, it's very difficult to find commonalities in, you know, leadership. There's not like a blueprint, which I think plays out quite well in the squiggly career that actually it's much more about individuals and everyone kind of bringing their best version rather than us all trying to be the it's same homogenized successful <laughs> yes version. Yeah, yeah this is success we're all just going to do this which I, I do wonder whether there were some years of work where that probably was slightly more mm. kind of formulaic but one of the things that is interesting that certainly is it jeffrey pfeiffer am i saying that right Pfeffer. Helen? I you, think yeah. we, we, we hope we're saying it right because he's a professor at stanford i'm sure has put a lot of work <laughs> yeah, into this correctors if we're wrong <laughs> yeah which he, he can do we're, we're, we're cool with that um <laughs> And he talked actually about 
success in in kind of executives what he found wasn't about IQ or relationships or actually even things like strengths you know which is something we talk about it was actually around energy and energy levels almost like staying motivated committed and kind of driven and actually as I was uh, reading that it linked I thought really nicely to Angela Duckworth's work on grit you know that kind of ability to like persevere on something that you're passionate about yeah uh, to have that resilience to keep going despite bumps in the road I was actually the more I thought about this the more I was thinking the people I know who are I would classify as being successful and those people are people I know who are happy doesn't necessarily mean that they are really senior in an organization but I go I feel like they are living their life successfully that kind of works in a way for them it's almost like it's a continual and it's a constant endeavor and they get that actually they work really hard to kind of maintain that and to make that work. It made me think actually of uh, Ian, Ian Sanders, who's someone um, Helen and I both know. And I feel like with Ian, he uh, does lots of work on things like storytelling and curiosity and actually probably recognised the squiggly career in a different way, way before we did. So it was sort of visionary in that way. And I do feel like he has definitely got a successful kind of life and a successful career and has really curated that in a way that works for him. And I, when I'm following on Instagram or see the work yeah, that we he's doing, <laughs> I just feel like he is constantly energised to keep making that happen, keep iterating it, keep to kind of be successful in whatever that means to him. And I actually don't know what his definition would be, but certainly my perception of him is he is someone who's understood what success means to him and he continues to pursue it in a way that's really you know full of motivation and, and energy i'm going to ask him sarah and when this podcast yeah, goes out He'd i will, that uh, well, I will sure. put the quote on um on our instagram feed so people can see it yeah and also ian's book is a little bit of a shout out because i love it ian's book mashup really helped mm. me when uh, when we first started amazing if and i was like oh do i work in marketing or do i do career stuff i don't know or do i need to be either of these things his book mashup really helped me think about how i articulated myself um when i was doing quite a few different things so yes he is um ahead of the game in terms of uh, all kind of squiggly in his thinking. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mm-hmm. 
So should we go on to some actions? Yeah, let's let's do that then. So we've got a couple of different actions for you. And you know, the first one I'm going to skip over because I think we've talked to it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And the first action is really just about defining what success means to you. It's everything that we've talked about so far. And, and yes, we spent a bit of time talking about it, but it's so important because it is so nuanced and it is so individual. And to even start to share it with other people or to talk about it, you, you need to have spent a little bit of time reflecting on what it means for you. So try and write it down. If you're a bit stuck... So if you're like, ah, oh, I don't know, I think you can look at other people. So I think look yeah. at other people who inspire you or who you admire and think about what is it that they do that you would like to emulate or that is lighting something in you. So it might be that, I don't know, you know, I look at people who do TED Talks and I think, oh, it's amazing that, like I look at Brené Brown, for example, and I think I love how human you are and how you've taken a really academic subject and you've made that relatable and actionable and I think the way that you're helping people is what what I would like to have so sometimes it might help you to look to other people if you can't just instantly sit down and go success to me means dot 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 and also I think just don't expect to crack it on the first go Mm. hopefully you will have heard both Helen and I I still feel like we're both work in progress Mm. I think what success means to you can change I personally don't think it has to be a steady state I think it it evolves as you know more about yourself, depending on maybe what life stage you're at. And I think it's more just going, you've spent the time thinking about it and actually really questioning yourself and reflecting quite hard on success and that phrase and kind of what, what that looks like. And I think when you start to have a clearer view of it, then you're much more able to take actions in pursuit of it. But just recognising, and I think just being a bit careful about going, Oh, I'll only be happy when these things happen yeah. because again that, that me, bit always makes me worried it makes me think as well about um you know at school when you did the like your maths exams or whatever and they yeah, said show me you're working I'm oh, sorry Sarah I don't mean to traumatize you but you know like show <laughs> me you're working like if you just put the answer they'd be like I've no idea how you got to that and maybe it's right or wrong but you you sort of lose points yeah I feel a little bit like there's some value in showing yeah, nice. you're working with your idea of success so if I just said success is about being my best people probably think Helen you're a bit of an idiot mm. but actually if I talked not about cheesy not an idiot <laughs> sorry oh that's nice <laughs> kind you, of. You can, no derogatory comment towards me but I think if I can talk about what it means to me and how I've got to that definition and the bits that I'm still working on people find it more relatable they might be able to help they might be more curious so I think work out your definition but don't try to make it too neat no not to make it you know maybe part of talking to other people about it is about showing you're working too yeah and for me, that was basically the only way I passed any maths exams was never getting the right answer, but showing my working. So <laughs> it's a proven technique. Get there in the end. Tell you that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the second one is thinking about energy. So we talked a little bit about energy today in terms of success, but this is specifically energy, what we're going to call gains and drains. So write down what gives you energy and write down what takes away energy from you. And think about that in day to day. You might for a week, for example, every day go, oh, what moments in a day did you feel like really kind of energised? And that, that might be uh, spending time by yourself. That might give you lots of energy. That might be when you were given the opportunity to come up with something from scratch because you love a kind of blank piece of paper. Or it could be the moment where you spotted something that wasn't quite right that you could improve. These things are really different for everyone, but it's a different way, I think, of thinking about what success might be for you and working through kind of what has the biggest impact on your energy. Because, again, that's very different for some people. It's about where they're spending their time. For some people, it's about who they're spending their time with. And all those things matter to all of us. 
But for some of us, the kind of priority order of those things will matter much more. And starting to kind of figure those things out, again, will help you, I think, a bit with with success and um, reflecting in kind of a personalised and meaningful way. And the third idea we've got for you in terms of how you can kind of, I guess, live with your success, make it more of a reality, is to share it with other people. And that can feel quite brave, um, but it's really, really powerful. So Sarah talking about, you know, her articulation of the corporate athlete and what it means to be kind of mentally fit and physically fit and all those kind of things. If I know that as someone that works with her, or if I knew that and I was her manager, it would open up very different conversations that I could have with her. And I'm always really, I don't know, I really like the quote, speak what you seek until you see what you said. And I think um, I, that was really useful to me again when I was at Microsoft and I was like, oh, I think I want to do something different. And as soon as I started articulating it to other people and say, oh, I want to go and work on the business full time and I really just want to go and help people, you know, make work better for everyone. In my head, it sounded a bit silly. But then as soon as I started to articulate it, other people started to go, oh, that's fantastic. How can I help you? But it comes from A, you knowing that and then B, you starting to share it with people. And I think you could potentially turn this into a really nice team activity. So if you're listening and you're a manager or you're really passionate about personal development and you love running team sessions, I think hidden in here is a nice team activity where you could get everybody to maybe define what success means for them. Maybe share it in the room. Like if you've got sufficient psychological safety in the room that people would engage in that. And then I think the really useful question is how could we help you to achieve that? Or how could I help you to achieve that? Would be a lovely way of starting to share this stuff more proactively with people. Oh, yeah, I'm just thinking how nice that would be. It's not something I've done with um, the team that I work with when I'm not Amazing If. And I think how much I would like to know what success meant to them. Mm. I think it also gives you probably an opportunity to understand more about people kind of all of the person not just the bit that maybe sometimes you see at work because I do think when you start to get into this people's definitions of success inevitably and naturally start to include more than just what they're doing kind of at day to day which is nice one for the future for you yeah yeah so I was thinking about that Uh, so our fourth one is to connect so this is about spending time with other people where you can both share your view of success but also who you feel might be able to build challenge contribute to your success and and can kind of make a difference to you in terms of your personal development and I think you'll find this will be really motivating so a bit like Helen was just talking about you know, having people feeling able at Microsoft to share that she wanted to work on Amazing If full time and then getting that support and those people probably asked some different questions came from a different perspective actually those things become really motivating because it just allows you to kind of build that picture of what success is and I think I had the same thing of when I read that corporate athlete article I very nearly dismissed it because I didn't like the phrase corporate athlete I sort of thought oh no that doesn't sound quite right for me and I would never use that sort of language and again even some of the words about how they describe things like spiritual and I was thinking oh you know I'm not very spiritual that's not for me But actually, that article was the basis for a session that I did with other people where we all talked about it. And it was through talking about it together that I actually started to realise that there was really something in that that actually resonated with me and that was going to be really useful for me. But that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had conversations. So this is about finding people that you can connect with and have conversations with around your success and you know if perhaps it can even be something that you can reciprocate and maybe you can kind of both do it and you'll just be surprised try not to prejudge whether people can help or support you sometimes you think oh I want to do this thing but I don't know whether 
this person will find it interesting or even be able to help or maybe it's not their field of expertise if it's somebody who you just think you'd like to spend time with or you admire or inspiring just go for it because I think you'll find that you just never quite know how people can help you and support your success and that might not be right in that moment it might be next month in six months time in a year's time it still never ceases to amaze me how some of the people that we've known through amazing if we perhaps met six or seven years ago or perhaps some people I worked with in my career now like over 10 years ago sometimes just pop back up (laughs) just to to help and because they want to help and they want to help build your success and they get what you're trying to do and they're supportive of it and you know it's not like you have those conversations initially but just by starting to share you know, for example, what we're trying to do with Amazing If, I have seen people definitely gravitate towards us to try and help and support in our success just because they like it and are interested and want to be helpful. People enjoy helping people. So definitely don't underestimate the impact of connecting. And don't forget as well with connecting that you don't, that can be direct. So I have a cup of coffee or a phone conversation with somebody of which I've done two of those today with people who have a a similar success um, definition to me. But Also, it can be indirect connections. So there might be people that I follow on LinkedIn or Instagram that I think are in the same space as me about kind of being their best every day that then inspire me. Now, I'm not having regular conversations with them. I don't know them. But there's something about the fact that I'm connected with them that make me feel that my definition is realistic achievable keeps me motivated state keeps me energized that back to that point on energy as well so you don't have to know everybody think about maybe some virtual people that might you could connect with as well that might help you and the last thing that we've got for you in terms of the actions that we think can help you to manage your definition of success and be more successful whatever it means to you is about rewarding yourself so you know, these giant definitions can sometimes seem a bit, I don't know, a bit ambiguous. It's, it's important to maybe break them down a little bit and think about what are the the small moments in the weeks and months that help you to know that you're moving towards that thing and then to recognise and reward that achievement, whatever it looks like. So we've talked about this before, but, you know, I love a nice bit of stationery. So whenever I feel like, do you know what, I've been my best, I've done a good job today, when I can come away from a situation and go gosh, that's been a hard week, but I did that the best that Helen could do, then I am very likely to either buy myself some nice stationery, unnecessary pens, always welcome, or some chocolate, like a very premium chocolate, a small bit of very premium chocolate. I'm talking like one overpriced truffle. That is my uh, that's my way of rewarding myself. <laughs> booja booja is actually my absolute favourite. That's my absolute reward to myself when I think, Helen, you've done You always your send best. me pictures of that from a train station. Oh, it's I, always, it's I always know she's had a good day when I get a picture of like either a random pen or some chocolate. And I'm always like, okay, she's obviously like, it's obviously gone well. That's good. It's like an internal high five to myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is is your, how do you reward yourself, Sarah? Uh, Well, mine is often um, a posh coffee. I I do, again, (laughs) overpriced is um, a common theme here. I like an overpriced coffee. Probably other things, almost like unrelated to work. So it'd be things like thinking, do you know what? I'm going to treat myself to like reading a fiction book. Yeah, that's a treat. So I, I well I like I love reading fiction despite having just finished writing a non-fiction book but sometimes I'll sort of go right I'm just going to dedicate some time to something else that I love having spent a lot of time on maybe work things that I love so often for me it's going back to that point about all the different sorts of well-being I think sometimes I reward almost like one part of well-being with other parts of well-being knowing that that will make up 
the kind of the all the sort of corporate part. athlete thing you're yeah i think it, it all is intuitively it's all the sum of the parts thinking Aww. that will make up a bigger hole i think i think is, is my attitude <laughs> Not whole as in gap, but whole as in W-H-O-L-E. No, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much to everyone who, um, who continues to listen to us every week. Um, we do really appreciate it. And people are rating and sharing the podcast all the time. Uh, we read every single review. And if you do have any ideas for future podcasts, please do let us know. You can just follow us on Instagram at amazingif, or you can email us at getintouchatamazingif.com. If you want to connect with us personally, please do. We're, you can find us both on LinkedIn. We're not difficult to find. Please let us know that you're um, connecting through having listened to the podcast because then we'll make sure that we accept you because we do sometimes get some very random people um, who are clearly really trying to just sell us stuff. So if you're connecting because of the podcast, let us know. And next week, we're actually going to take on quite a tricky and difficult topic, but one that I think will resonate and be relevant to lots of people listening and certainly something I think lots of people want to learn more about, which is microaggressions. Mm-hmm. So quite a new word, I think, of at work in terms of our work vocabulary. And we're going to start exploring what they are, why they matter, and I think probably most importantly, how to deal with them, both if perhaps you've unexpectedly perhaps behaved in that way, how to kind of recognise that, how to stop that, but also if you're a recipient of um, a microaggression, you know, what you can do about it. So one that will be really fascinating, I think, to, mm. to talk about, and I'm I'm pretty sure it won't be the only time that kind of topic ends up emerging over the next couple of years because it's one of those areas that increasing amount of articles and research are being done. Right, so. Yeah, very much in its early days. So we thought we'd kind of start the conversation and then we'll kind of go from there and all keep learning on it together. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good week and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 